The Chargers are gearing up for the 2023 free agency period, and they are doing it by clearing up $40 million in salary cap space over the last week, and they did it without cutting any of their biggest stars. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. David, free agency is beginning today. Basically, today is the start of the legal tampering period in the NFL, and things are going to start to heat up quickly. And the Chargers made some big moves, restructuring their biggest contracts they have on the books, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Khalil Mack, to create and truly totally flip their salary cap situation. They were almost 20 over the cap. Now they're about 19 under the cap. So they made big swings, but that also comes with some risks. It's an all-in move for the Chargers, but one thing it does do is give them a better chance to be able to keep some of those big-time internal free agents at large starting roles, guys like Trey Pipkins, Drew Tranquil, Morgan Fox, but some of those dudes are getting paid now, so even though the Chargers created some money, there are still reports out there that maybe Drew Tranquil is on his way out while the Chargers are trying to figure out a way to extend Trey Pipkins, but it starts, David, with the big moves the Chargers just made. Four restructures, something that goes totally against Tom Telesco's philosophies, right? They created nearly $40 million in cap space, David, by restructuring these contracts. And it was a clear move that the Chargers right are here to play kind of right now. And they did what they needed to do, getting under the cap, which we were like, how are they going to do this? And they were able to not cut Keenan Allen, not cut Cleo Mack and guys like that. Yeah, such a surprise. I mean, I think we all kind of had an inkling, uh, a feeling that, you know, the contracts of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack were ones that, you know, could still, you know, deal with some kind of restructuring. Can They can move some money around. And that's something that we we kind of, you know, we saw happen, obviously. The moves that we did not expect were the the Mike Williams and the Keenan Allen restructuring. Those those two moves right there, especially just considering Keenan Allen's age and then Mike Williams and his kind of injury issues, the way he kind of plays football, you know, the fantastic style that he plays. We weren't really expecting those contracts to be restructured. So all of those restructured, all of those contracts got moved around, and now we have all four of these guys back. And it's almost like the Chargers said, hey, we were expecting to see these guys out here on the field playing meaningful snaps, affecting both sides of the ball, and we didn't get that. So we're going to press the reset button, and we're going to try to run that back and have that happen all over in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I think I could have seen any of these individual restructures happening. I would say that Keenan Allen was probably the least likely just because before this, Keenan Allen had a really big out after next year, only like a two and a half million dollar dead cap charge and like 24 plus million dollars in savings. That's changed now. And now they have made it tougher to cut him after the next season. And you, you know, want him in the fold, right? I mean, best case scenario, he's playing so well that you're not worrying about it as much. But it is a big-time move and decision, a very all-in move by the Chargers saying, hey, we're going to keep this window open, right? These are four of our biggest stars. We think with those guys that we can compete and be a better team than we were last season and make a deeper run in the playoffs than we did last season, 
with these guys involved. And I understand it, David. But I mean, it's going to come with a price eventually, right? The money has to move around somewhere. But this was a very kind of all-in move where it kind of makes you wonder, too, if Tom Telesco is feeling the heat a little bit, right? If these, yeah. if he feels like they have to kind of get things done, they're definitely showing some urgency there. And they're also really banking on the health of these players, like you talked about. I mean, all four of these guys in the last couple of years have missed significant parts of the season in really big games, like Mike Williams in the playoffs, right? Joey Bosa most of last year, Keenan Allen a lot of last year. So they're making a big-time bet on these guys. But still with these guys, but keeping these guys together, you give yourself the best chance to win right now. Yes, you definitely do. I mean, I mean, I think we were all very, very excited about what, what Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa were capable of doing on the field together. We just never got to see that come to fruition. I mean, we, they only played a handful of games. The games they did play looked really, really good. And it's like, man, that's that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted to multiply over the course of an entire season. And that just did not happen, un- unfortunately. But you know, hey, these guys get paid a lot, a lot of money and, you know, moving the money around. I mean, it helps, you know, in, in the in the meantime, but all that money is going to come do do Daniel. So they really have to bank on these guys, not only being able to be in good health, but be in rare form come next season and perform at an all time level to be able to get the max value out of what they're doing with these deals. Yeah, and I mean, it also helps them kind of supplement what they're going to do this season. I mean, there are a lot of big holes that they have if they can't re-sign some of these internal guys that we're going to talk about, like Drew Tranquil and Trey Pipkins. But these are four guys that help you right now, and that should be the focus is not being, you know, having to cut one of these guys that you don't have a clear backup plan for, right? Keep the guys who are playing super well, but you're taking a giant risk on the injuries of these players. So, I mean, we had said before, you know, we had talked about trading Joey Bosa, right? And why we didn't think it was going to happen, why we didn't think they're going to be able to cut Keenan Allen, even though we weren't necessarily sure how they were going to get back under the cap. Right. We talked about all that stuff, but it does kind of seem like this may have been the plan all along. It's just so surprising because Tom Telesco has restructured like three contracts in like the nine years leading up to this one. So like, this is way, way out of where his comfort zone is. And it also kind of makes it feel like one of these four players is not going to be on the roster in 2024, David, because as much as it helps them right now, as much as they're really giving themselves more flexibility in 2023 to pursue this free agency class, or at least to help them keep as much of this roster intact, keep their most productive players they have heading into free agency, the bill is coming due. And like the salary cap numbers that we're seeing in 2024 for these four guys specifically are outrageous. They are outrageous, and you have to hear them. You have to hear those numbers to really have it sink in your mind, okay? So cap hits for 2024, Khalil Mack, $38 million. Joey Bosa, $36 million. Mike Williams, $32 million. Keenan Allen, $34 million. According to Daniel Popper, that's 55.6 of their projected 2024 cap space with four players. So obviously... You have to do the math here and and read the writing on the wall. I mean, there's no way in God's green earth that is going to stay this way next season, the way that these cap numbers are currently constructed. Either there's going to be some extensions, there's going to be cuts, but one thing is very certain, Daniel, there is no way they are going to run it back like this in 2024. Well, especially because right now, Justin Herbert's not factored into what the 2024 salary cap is. So right now with the projected salary cap, 
next season. The Chargers only have about $14 million in cap space after making all these moves because they are moving these cap hits into 2024. That's the consequence of creating more space right now. That's how it works. Once they pick up Justin Herbert's fifth-year option, they're going to be well over the salary cap again going into next year, right? So as much as you have room to kind of go get guys this season, where's the money in the future where you're going to be able to kind of load these contracts up without kind of putting yourself in the same position you're in right now where you're having to restructure guys or take giant dead cap hits, which is what Tom Telesco tries desperately to avoid. Yeah. And he always has throughout his career, right? But when you're looking at what these contracts could cost next year, you could save $23 million by cutting Cleo Mack. You can save 22 with a post-June first cut for Joey Bosa. Mike Williams, you could save $20 million. You could save $23 million still with Keenan Allen, right? Big numbers. But, you know, it comes with these dead cap charges. 11.6 for Keenan Allen, 12.5 for Mike Williams, Mike Williams, 15 for Khalil Mack. So it's going to come with a cost. I mean, it is – you will be able to, you know – free up a lot of that money you factor in jc jackson someone like that right and he gets a post june first cut after next year depending on what he comes back he becomes a lot less likely to be in the picture after right. 2023 right and we'll see what he looks like when he returns obviously but that's somewhere they'd save another you know 15 million so you're taking one of these stars one jc jackson contract you're freeing up about 40 million next season but it seems like that's kind of have to be factored into what these future plans are but I think fans have to be happy, right? I mean, they're keeping their stars together. It's a risky move, but they're going for it right now. And we didn't really see what this roster could do last season. So I, I'm happy that they're finding a way to be more aggressive. They're showing some urgency and they're trying to keep this group together, even if they have to take that risk, just because you're not going to find another Keenan Allen in free agency or the draft. You're not going to find Joey Bosa in free agency or the draft or Khalil Mack, right? You're just, you're not going to be able to replace these guys. You're better this season with them, right? You're also better than this upcoming season. If you have Drew Tranquil, who there's also not a backup plan for, but the latest reports as we're heading into this big-time day right now where other teams are going to get to offer him contracts is that he's not expected to be back with the Chargers, but they are trying to work on something with Trey Pipkins. So we're going to kind of give our last thoughts on where these big-time internal free agents are going to be, how likely we think it is that they could be back coming up after this because these are gigantic, gigantic pieces and will open up giant holes if the Chargers aren't able to fill them. The nice thing is, now that they have this extra cap, you can at least see a path to finding a way to bring some of these guys back in that we didn't have, you know, even five days ago. But today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You guys have heard me talk about it before. It's the mobile game app. And if you've ever thought you'd make a good general manager, you got to try this game. It's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. I mean, Chargers fans, you should know that as well. You know, it's pretty, pretty hard. This game is crazy, though. I love it. I love how in-depth it is. I mean, you can hire your own coaches. You can hire your own coordinators, right? There's a lot of different things, and you can do that in other games too, right? But this game, you're managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms. You're navigating your franchise through free agencies, the draft injury, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season. We're also trying to find the best gear, right? Are you going to cheap out on some gear? Are you going to raise the ticket prices? There's so many fun little intricate things, and we'll definitely be starting a league for Ultimate Football GM with the Locked On Chargers show this year so we can get you guys involved in it because it's a lot of fun and it's free and you get this all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely completely free and playable offline. Play on the go, play as you want to and when you want to. Right now, Locked On Chargers listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. 
So now, David, the Chargers have kind of opened up a little bit of flexibility. The biggest thing here is, okay, now we can see how they could potentially sign one of these bigger free agents they have heading into free agency, right? And it's scary, first of all, that nothing's gotten done yet because other teams are going to let these guys know what their market is. And if it's anything like what we've seen as far as the early returns in free agency, the prices have gone up pretty much everywhere, right? And there's some disturbing kind of, you know, things happening some patterns starting to kind of show right now in free agency that's going to make it harder for the chargers to sign some of these players but drew tranquil david has been towards the top of all of our free agent lists as far as guys that must be resigned because of what he meant to the chargers defense their signal caller they're all around linebacker they've been looking for for a while and had his best season ever this is what we've heard from espn's Lindsay theory who covers the chargers for them the bolts are not expected to retain starting safety nazir adderley and linebacker drew tranquil both of whom are scheduled for a free agency, but are expected to attempt to re-sign right tackle Trey Pipkins. So, David, let's start with Drew Tranquil here, because, I mean, that is going to be a huge loss if the Chargers end up losing him. But even with this freed-up money, it's it's still looking hard to see, especially with what some of these other linebackers are starting to make. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, hey, the, the younger, I think it's the younger or older brother of Quinnen Williams, Quincy Williams, just signed a three-year deal with the Jets, around $18 million there for his contract. And so you got to you gotta think from a Drew Tranquil perspective, he's going to look at that deal and say, well, I was more productive than him last year, so I'm definitely going to earn more than that. And that's pretty much right at the top of where the Chargers can really afford to bring him in. Obviously, there's levers that they can push and pull to manipulate the cap hit, you know, for the first year and all that. But, I mean, it's going to be unfortunate because it really, really seemed like Drew Tranquil was coming into his own as a man, as a leader, and as a football player. I mean, just all facets of his game were really starting to shine and it looked looked really good. I mean, it looked like, you know, this guy was on, on the verge of stardom. I mean, superstardom at the linebacker position. And it just seems like every time the Chargers get somebody in that position who's ready to break out, they let him go. And so yeah. this just seems like it's just I get that feeling, Daniel, that yeah. Drew Tranquil is going to be another one of those guys that is you know, have a really good year, have a strong banner year and then find himself wearing a different uniform next season. Right, it was Kazir White last year. It's Drew Tranquil this year, and yeah, Chinnu Wilson as well. Yeah, I mean, different, totally different position, right? But sure. yeah, I mean, you're seeing guys that the Chargers brought up in their system, guys they drafted, guys that developed, guys that ended up blossoming, right? Yeah, and then having them kind of walk away for bigger deals, and that's part of a franchise, right? Good players are going to get away, sure. but Tom Telesco just doesn't have a good track record of yeah. being able to re-sign his own draft picks, especially the ones that just he can't throw, you know, highest paid in the league, highest paid ever at your position kind of right. money at. Yeah. Like Derwin James and Joey Bosa and right. Keenan Allen and, and guys like that, right? Like the other guys have all fell by the wayside for one reason or another. But to think that this team who let Kazir White walk last season when they had Drew Tranquil as a backup, now there's no backups, right? You have Kenneth Murray under contract. His fifth-year option's probably not going to get picked up. And no real options behind that right i mean and that's what makes it so tough you have a weak linebacker draft according to all the experts coming up so it's not easy to do it there the only thing i think the chargers have in their cap is that there's a ton of free agent linebackers out there hopefully he's not looking for matt milano money because matt milano got two years 28 million 14 mil per season so like that's Sheesh. If it's getting closer, to, I mean, and, and Drew Tranquil is closer to Matt Milano, in my opinion, than Quincy Williams is to Drew Tranquil. So, like, yeah, 
I don't know what this is going to be, but there's other guys out there too that could, there, you know, maybe let him get left behind, I guess. There's a ton of names, Daniel. I mean, just to run run through a couple of them, Levante David, Tremaine Edmonds, David Long, TJ Edwards, Leighton Vanderish, Bobby Okarike, Jermaine Pratt. I mean, that's just to name, you know, seven or eight. There is a yeah. lot of free agent linebackers out there. So just because the Chargers may not be able to bring Drew Tranquil back into the fold does not mean that they will not address the linebacker position at some point in some wave in free agency this offseason. Yeah, it's nice that it's a D class of linebackers in free agency, and it feels like it will have to be addressed, and they have to maybe get one of the guys who falls through the cracks. But we do know one guy they've already reached out to, and it's Bobby Wagner. Since yeah. he got released by the Rams, his free agency period has basically already started, right? I would take Drew Tranquil over Bobby Wagner right now. Younger, yes. more productive last season, was the better player of the two last season. I don't know how likely Bobby Wagner is to just kind of, you know, take a very small deal or something like that because he would still be, a you know, not a terrible alternative there even though he has some flaws in his game now. But at the same time, I mean, it's – if that's – I think that's just another kind of – thing that indicates okay the Chargers are looking at life after Drew Tranquil right the fact that you hear him reaching out to someone like Bobby Wagner doesn't seem like it would be an in addition to type of a thing given no. their cap situation they're going to go sign two linebackers like that in free agency but I think the one good news that does come from that report David from Lindsay Theory is the Trey Pipkins part of it right because yeah my god especially if you're letting someone like Drew Tranquil go Resign Trey Pipkins, do it yesterday, man. Like yeah. we we just went through what these linebackers are starting to make and how that number is jumping. We're gonna talk about defensive tackles next segment because Morgan Fox is really probably salivating over Deron Payne's you know contract extension at twenty two and a half million per season. No tackles have signed yet. Ooh. I wish this deal was already done, David, because this is one where it's like once these guys start to sign, who knows what that number is going to be for Trey Pipkins. It's nice to know that they're trying to do it, I guess. I don't know. It is nice. It's yeah. nice to know that they're trying to do it, but also, like you said, get it done already because to find a tackle right now at the value that you can probably secure Trey Pipkin's services at compared to what the top of the tackle market is and what they get paid is something you need to understand. And you also yeah. need to understand that time is of the essence because when more deals start to come out there, that price tag for Trey Pipkins is going to go up and up and up. So right now is your window to be able to control the cost and get the deal done and not have to worry about it. And also understand the value of having a good tackle. It's yeah. extremely important that you have that position locked up with a guy that you understand that you developed and that you feel like is really starting to come into his own at the NFL level. One, well, let's be honest, right? What a gigantic hole that would leave somewhere on your Massive. offensive line, right? I mean, yeah. you neither need a starting right tackle. If you're putting Jamari Sawyer there, they potentially let go of Matt Byler, then you need a starting left guard, right? And that is one of the places where you could still see them kind of clear up some money because even though they have some money, it's not a lot to really be. I mean, according to Dan Popper, they have $12.8 million in spending space, right? Even though they cleared, you know, have close to $20 million in regular space, yeah. you got to think about draft picks. You got to think about the in season reserve money they keep for guys that they have to add in season, right? So a lot of that goes into it. They're going to probably need to create some more cap space. And there are several moves that make a lot of sense, including potentially cutting Matt Filer. But a lot of that, you know, you feel a lot better about that, David, if you had Trey Pipkins locked up. Hopefully they can get it done because 
as you guys are hearing this, other teams are probably already reaching out to Trey Pipkins as we see it right now because there's some guys at the top of that market, Mike McGlinchey and guys like that, you know, Taylor Luan that are out there and are going to get paid top dollar. The Chargers need to get this done before that happens, and as of right now, they haven't gotten it done. Last year, they had Mike Williams extended before he could actually test the market and see what he'd be worth six days before the legal tampering period, and now we're here today with the 2023 legal tampering period started, and no one has been signed yet, including Morgan Fox, who is probably the most underrated of the Chargers free agents because if they're not getting interior pass rush from him, I don't know where it's going to come from. Now the Chargers have more flexibility. Will they be able to bring him back, or is the defensive tackle market just going to totally price them out of it? The good news is is there are several ways the Chargers can create more cap space, and we're going to talk about that right after this. But I need to tell you guys about the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and that is FanDuel. The biggest sports book and the best sports book in America because new customers right now, guys, with FanDuel, if you want to get started, you can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back for your first bet if your bet doesn't win. That means you are winning even while losing. And that's the best way to lose. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything right now. The NBA is going crazy. You have March Madness coming up, guys, which is one of the top, I don't even know, three weekends to get involved with FanDuel I mean this is the best you're talking about you know 20 games in the same day single elimination the highest stakes you can think of that's coming up right now you're going to want to make sure you get in with FanDuel on the action because that's going to be such a fun time I'm very much looking forward to all the madness that comes with March plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay something that is very very fun multiple bets on the same game and multiply your winnings. So miss out on your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official betting sponsor of the NBA. All right. Well, we talked about Drew Tranquil and Trey Pipkins, and it would be really, really tough to lose either of those guys or both of those guys, especially. Another bullet that would be very, very tough to bite, David, would be Morgan Fox, who, like I said, I think is maybe the Chargers' most underrated free agent. I hope he's not looking at what some of these other defensive tackles are making. You know he is. (laughs) Deron Payne, on Sunday, the eve of everything, kind of the fireworks starting to begin, signed a four-year, $90 million contract extension with the Washington Commanders. Gotcha which I think gives a snapshot at least of what the top of that market's going to look like. You're talking about a you know former, very early draft pick, a guy who yeah. came with some expectations and lived sure. up to them to some extent. Sure, Warren Fox is a better pass rusher than Deron Payne is, right? Just as productive, less snaps on the field last season. He's a better overall player, you could argue, you know, better run defender and things like that. Yeah. But more, losing Morgan Fox is terrifying, David. I mean, he's one of the guys that I think when you look at – what the Chargers lose without him, right, and what's behind him. The rest of the Chargers' defensive tackles combined for, like, three sacks last year. Morgan Fox had six and a half, right? This has to be up there as far as the top priorities. Did they create enough space, right, to keep this guy in the mix? Because he would be a huge loss. Well, he's just one of a kind that you have on your roster. You look at the defensive tackle room, and you see five or six guys that their pedigree, what they bring to the table, their calling card is stopping the run. And that's what they do. And you brought them in. More than a lot of those for, hurt, David. Like yeah, Austin Johnson's that, yeah. big injury. Like right. Tito Obonia, same thing. Yeah, big injury. Patella I mean, tendon injury, just like J.C. Jackson. Like Right. Yeah, serious I mean, stuff here. But also, yeah. like I said, they're not really 
in here as pass rushers. Totally. And when you have an interior pass rusher, that's something you really, really want to keep hold of, especially someone that is intimately, intimately knowing the system system, and familiar with the system and knows how to execute it and obviously flourishes in the system. Now we have two separate years of stats to indicate that he really, really belongs where he's at with the chargers. So you need to keep him in place. We also know what life was like without Morgan Fox, without any kind of interior pass rush. They drafted somebody in the first round to try to cure this issue. I'm not going to say his name because I don't really want (laughs) to associate him with the Chargers Uh, anymore, but they wasted a first round pick on him. And that did not come to any anywhere close to what they were expecting to get out of that first round pick. So keeping Morgan Fox in the building, especially when you hope to have a healthy Joey Bosa on one side and a healthy Khalil Mack on the other side. That's the vision that you really wanted to see take place is having those three guys attack quarterbacks on a Sunday in and Sunday out basis. When he did that, you know, six and a half, six and a half sack season with Jerry Tillery still in the fold. Yeah, right. he did. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, you, we weren't saying you that. You drafted name. Jerry Tillery to get the season you just got out of Morgan Fox. That's right. That's right. Plain and simple. Period. That's you. Jerry, Jerry Tillery has never sniffed the stats, the stats that Morgan Fox put up last season. Not at right? all. And that's one thing that hurts Morgan Fox. He's an undrafted free agent, right? So that yeah. hurts you as far as just like what the expectations are, where that market's going to be. I mean, he did get paid, you know, some by the Panthers, right? Who cut him after the first season. But this dude fits that role perfectly, was heating up and really starting to get good towards the end of the season, really started yeah, finding was. his way, started really finding his pass rushing rhythm. And a lot of that was even with Joey Bosa on the sideline. Like he carried their pass rush and was the only, you know, one of the two only reasons they weren't the worst pass rushing defensive front in the league last year, yeah. right? Him and Quill Matt. So it, it just, it's hard to say what that, that market's going to look like. I have to think he's going to have some suitors out there. I mean, everyone can use your pass rush. It's not a super, super loaded class. I think he's maybe the best pass rushing interior guy. You know, one of the best ones left. Hopefully the best kept secret there, Daniel. Yeah, for our sake, for the Chargers sake, for sure. But yeah. I mean, man, that'd be hard for that dude not to cash in on a six and a half sack season at defensive tackle. Hey, it's a um, business at the yeah. end of the day. And like we were talking a little bit before the show, David, like if they can just keep two of the three of that big three, right? The Morgan yeah. Fox, your tranquil Trey Pipkins, big three. I think that's a win, right? I mean, those are huge, hugely, hugely important players. Mike Williams was the only player extended last season. And then the rest of the people left last year, right? Yeah. So hopefully that's not an indication of what's happened with these three guys, because I would have been made way, way, way more comfortable had they already been extended. But the good news is, David, that if the Chargers really want to get involved and, and start competing, you don't want to get into a total bidding more. But there sure. is ways they can create more on top of that $12.8 million in spending space as they enter this crazy week. And it would be restructuring Corey Lindsay is an option still, cutting Matt Filer is an option still, extending Michael Davis. So as much as they've you know created a bunch of space and cleared up $40 million, there's still a couple of easy routes where if they really want to fill this thing out and really want to go in all in this season, there's a couple more ways they could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. They have some operating space. Now they got some breathing room that, you know, they can, they can go out there and they can get some things done, but if they really need to move mountains and if they really are convicted on bringing some guys in or bringing some guys back, there's definitely some moves that are still uh, available for that. If they restructure Corey Lindsley, that's $6.2 million. They can add 
Michael Davis extension give the, can give them in the ballpark of 4.7, just, you know, obviously depending on what that deal looks like. I think uh, everyone knows that he deserves I think that's that the most extension. money that they could move around and, right. and still extend him. So that's, yeah. these are all the max numbers they could save off these guys, basically. Right. And then the Matt Fowler cut still seems like something that's a foregone conclusion. I mean, just makes way too much sense financially. Out of all that's, the guys that could get cut, he's still the most likely. Yeah, it still makes way, way too much sense. That's another six and a half million dollars saved against the cap right there. So, I mean, they can you know make these moves and realistically be sitting at around 30 million dollars of operating space if they so choose. So there's move. There's room to move now. But if they really need to make some serious moves later, they can also accommodate that as well. And some of the moves seem likely, right? I mean, I would have thought that Corey Lindsley would have gotten restructured before even someone like Keenan Allen, right? That would make more sense to me. You wonder if they're I mean, even extend to... him too. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I mean, he's still got a few seasons, right? But like, I think he would have been more likely than someone like JC Jackson, right? But are they putting him kind of in that category of guys where it's like, hey, maybe some knee arthritic kind of stuff pops up last season. Are they wanting to kind of keep their options open there? Maybe. Because with JC Jackson, it was the right move not to restructure because it gives them an out and it gives them a chance to see what he looks like when he comes back, if he comes back in 2023. Right. Because that injury is super serious. Three seasons. Had they moved that guaranteed money around, it'd be a lot harder to cut JC Jackson. Right. As of right now, it looks yeah. like he would be one of the top candidates at the very least next season. But if you did all three of these moves, you'd get up to over $29 million in spending space, right? That's including yeah. what you're going to have to, you know, need for draft picks and just the reserve money all built. Right. You got to factor those into the equation because you definitely know that they are. And that would put them, you know, at a very good spot just as far as people in the league and how much money yeah. they have to spend this year. Right. But for sure. even if you just did, for example, you extend Michael Davis, you don't want to restructure Corey Lindsley, you cut Matt Filer, still get up to $23 million, which is more than a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Gives you the chance to kind of go after more of those low price guys that were able to really float your season. Maybe he helps you bring back even Bryce Callahan, someone we haven't talked about, right? And because I don't know if there's going to be a gigantic market for guys like that. It's hard to say, but the Chargers at least have made themselves a player in this free agency period one way or yeah. another, whether it's to keep their premier guys, whether it's to bring in a couple external guys. My feeling is as we're heading into this, it's probably a little bit of both, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably where I would stand. Maybe it sucks, David, because right now I feel really only good about one of their internal free agents resigning. It's Trey Pipkins. Maybe I should, yeah. but like, yeah, it's going to have to be that and a combination of them being able to get some other good bargains too. I feel like if, if I'm sitting here right now and, and you're saying, hey, David, what are, what moves are the Chargers going to make that you feel really good about? I'm going to say I think they're going to find a way to get Trey, Trey Pipkins back in the building on a multi-year deal. And I also, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that they're going to be able to work something out with Morgan Fox as well. I just feel like it makes way too much sense. I think he's a guy that works just so beautifully in Brandon Staley's system at two of his best years of his career in Brandon Staley's system. And I just feel like this is a guy that's a building block that, you know, if you have plans for the long haul that you want these guys, you need these guys to be in your building to be examples of, hey, my system works and Morgan Fox is the proof. And you don't want to pay guys for what they've already done, right? You want to pay them what you're going to do. And Trey Pipkin seems like the guy most out, you know, likely to outplay what he's going to sign for because it feels like the best is yet to come for someone like Trey Pipkins. Andrew Tranquil, you could say that too. I mean, he's definitely on the rise, but like 
you saw a great season out of him last year, right? And he's going to get the contract that probably represents that. Same potentially with Morgan Fox, but it even felt like with Morgan Fox, he's kind of just now finding his stride. Yeah. Kind of going on the way up and could solve at least a big part of your interior pass rushing situation out for the next several seasons, which is huge. And maybe a position more likely than linebacker that they'd be willing to invest in. But yeah, buckle up, folks, because it's going to be a Let's crazy go, baby. ride for sure. So make sure you guys are checking in with us. We will be here Monday through Friday, as we always are. You know, we will. it's going to be nuts, and we're excited. And thank you guys for making us your first listen again today, as always. We really appreciate it. Make sure you don't miss all the shows that are coming in this crazy week. Make sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can also, fi- also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrewTalkSD, and the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can also find us at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. Woo, get ready, guys. We're really excited for the content we're going to be bringing to you guys this week as the Daily Chargers podcast like we're known for. Thanks again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL Draft Show because that's the next best thing, next biggest thing coming up. And the Chargers are going to have to fill some holes there and really hit on some picks there as well. So make sure to check out Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez, Keith Sanchez and their, you know, this is their Super Bowl week. Those guys are ready. They're going to find your team the hidden gem the sleeper that could change your franchise, right? Maybe potentially for the chargers. They can find that guy that can turn the scales kind of like Jamari Sawyer did, but make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for the latest going on in free agency until then take it easy and go bolts.